Hello and welcome to episode 129 of the Talking Wednesday podcast. James and Jake here for you next week. That's going to change slightly um, this week, sorry. It's going to change slightly <laughs> next week because uh, I'm very busy this week. What a shock, eh, Jake? But how have shock, your week been, mate? Shock horror. Um, not f- Well, last week we were just a sick house. Uh, everyone got ill. I got ill. McKenna got ill. The mythic got ill. It was just an absolute nightmare. And I've got to go back next week, is it? Or the week after to... Oh, it's when we've got the Carabao Cup game. I've got to go back to hospital to go at the baby remeasure because it was a pain in the backside and wouldn't want to move. It was too comfy. Uh, so we're, we're in very much getting things done now in the household. Like we've managed to do really well with some Amazon Prime deals on the last little bit we need baby stuff. But I've finally shifted into that head base of, you're going to have another one. So this is easy. I've gone from that, ah, I'm having another one. Ah, panic, panic, panic. I've gone into the, she's six in December. She'll want to help. It's going to be fine. It's going to be easy. But your head, you've got to go through that mental head shift base kind of thing. Yeah. It's uh, just the fact that you use the words "it's going to be easy." I'm like, I it should yeah, it should it luck. should be easier. It than, should be it. It's. Do you know what the word you're looking for, Jake? It will be manageable. That's the word I'm looking. For. Come on, we we know I don't do words, and I but do the fact, the fact that you just used the word "easy" was it tempting should, fate a little bit too much. I was sh- like, I'm. But it should careful. be a little bit easier than having unlike two and say one kind of thing the a the a gap gonna be perfect so we jump in in that mindset and uh pre-ordered uh the new ea football club because i'm an idiot because i like to play play it and it's gonna be fun that's a bit of a tangent i to be fair i'm getting all the last little bit big purchases i can do like August time is like the last little bit of money I'm ever going to have for myself. So everything getting done then and then all done and dusted. How's your week been? And how did Busy. tram life go? Um, <laughs> the tram life weekend was fun. Um, I We actually, we were going to do the podcast yesterday, but I'm the responsible adult now. And my really? I went on vocal rest after the day after because I wasn't a responsible adult on Sunday in terms of vocally and stuff like that. We threw in a cover that I knew I'd want to scream rather than sing, so that's what I did. Um, so it's I knew I was going to do a bit of a battering on my vocal, and so and from somebody who is a trained vocalist, you know what you're doing, and you still yeah. go, but it sounds nice, so I'm just going to do it, and then you get you get in do- the moment, don't you? Yeah, we, didn't do moment. The, we were going to do the podcast yesterday, but I kind of like looked at it and went, I shouldn't really be speaking for an hour. It's, it's not <laughs> something that is a good idea. So, yes, I'm still actually speaking now because I realized I've not spoken much. I'm still quite, I've got quite a deep voice. sound how I did voice. last week. Yeah, I've got quite a raspy voice. It sounds like I've been on 40 a day at the minute. But sounds um, like you're just about to go do a really good country album. <laughs> it's uh it's just one of those things we we put the set together really quickly and it didn't sound like it which was really nice um really nice to be able to play that it's the first time we'd ever played that ep fully 
ever actually i've never played any of those songs because i wrote them i finished them and released them during lockdown well i think we played electricity weren't they they your lockdown sessions yeah i think i think we played one of the tracks called electricity once but i've never played it as like a full band so getting them in and as a band the way it sort of sounded it worked we could use some we had we even used sort of like the the waiting synths and stuff like that and yeah we, we messed around with tracking for that so we could play as a band but have the synths because there's about eight different synths going off in that song so i stripped some of them out and had them going through as well just to because it's, it's more of a sort of it's more of a vibe of that one rather than just our usual sort of are you getting the urge? i get the i get the feeling you're getting the urge to write again yeah you got you got yeah. that look that says i would have thought recording things again i'm happy i well i, I enjoyed was, that too much it was it was one of those things where it was like i um it it's i, I the, the rehearsal process with these lads has been really fun as well like the 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 new lads that have come out with me i've worked with a couple of them the the colleagues um and um another one is soph's best friend's fiance um so we sort of like just all started talking music once while we were talking about it at work and then obviously um with the other guy we just spoke about it at a gathering and we were like yeah i'll tell you what uh, there's the there's some talks about me doing a tramline show let's see how it let's get all together then and see what happens so we had two rehearsals um in the run-up and just because we were all trained musicians we got in the room and it was like oh we know what we're doing now it's not like when you're 18 and you're throwing (laughs) it's like oh that doesn't sound very good i got for the first time i actually invested in an in-ear system so i can actually sing in tune because the one problem I always had is most of my stage work and stuff is stripped back and I'm used to being able to hear myself quite well and pitch. And yeah. I got so reliant on that. My internal pitching, I'm not going to lie, is not as good as it should be. Um, and it's just it's just the way it's always worked. I've always struggled against the band. So being able to have my feed directly, that was the best. Uh, we're talking about Amazon Prime deals. That was the best Amazon Prime day <laughs> investment I've ever made because I can genuinely hear my vocal now and keep relatively in tune so i think that's what was really letting the band down before and seeing the the gig all sort of shape out and the set list shape out um and come together like that i was like hmm, this could work so yeah and we just started having some more conversations about doing it again probably nothing this year sort of thing but coming up with more of a sort of plan for it and having you, a bit more you can fun with tell it. you you can tell you enjoyed it because the smile on your face says it all it's like you're doing what you love kind of thing yeah. and i think that's yeah, really yeah. important in a year where you had a bit of a struggle this year and just going mm. back to what you know and what you enjoy i think that's really good to see dude and i'm happy for you thanks mate yeah i'm also going through a move but we'll talk about that so i'm moving house and that's all happened this week so uh <laughs> so it's gonna be busy again but we won't hear about yeah. it not here. yeah um but yeah there's gonna be a lot of there's going to be a lot of that going in. It's not happening just yet, but I've got, I'm changing, I'm changing roles in my job as well. So kind of like, um, I'm doing different things. Moving on up, Jake is the technical yep. thing, but it's moving on up, but also moving to a new area to move on up. Um, but I was going to move to this area anyway, which is kind of went for the moving on up. You, you, you managed to have it fall, fall into place all at the same time in the perfect way, which is always exactly. nice. 
Um, yeah, because to be honest, I was taking a massive risk. I knew I was going to move probably because uh, I was getting... I was just getting to the point where I was sort of stuck in limbo and I, I needed an end goal for that, really. Um, you you, you were doing you way too many position. miles on a weekend. Yeah, it wasn't, for what it wasn't just that. you already do during the week. Yeah, it, it was just a case of... Yeah, it was, it was all of that. It was sort of like... Because obviously, so for new position, that sort of thing. I'd have moved... We'd have moved you last year. But we we just we decided to give it a year and see if it worked out in this new position. It was something that we were both we enjoyed the area sort of thing. So yeah, it became a little bit it became a little bit much in terms of the travel and that. And it was just take and I just sound I, I noticed myself. You, you know when I edit the podcast, you can tell when yeah. I've sounded too tired one morning or something like that. So, but it's also yeah, I had a load of stuff on this year. It wasn't even just that. There was a load of stuff no. that cropped up. But yes, as you said, onwards and upwards. That is going to be the uh, that is going to be the the motto from now on. Um, it was quite quiet in the Wednesday scene though this week, which I appreciated because I was feeling like I would, um, cause I've been making videos again, obviously. And that's something I still yeah. want to do. But then when nothing really happened this week, I was like, well, Jake's going to be scraping the barrel. So I'm not even going to bother. I was very much scraping the barrel with kind of what I was looking for this week. It last week, it was, it was weird. It was like, it was either something was going to happen. It was all going to come fast or it's all going to happen this week. And I think it's the latter. It's all going to happen this week. And I'll just mention it now. I found Sunday hilarious on Twitter, just watching people go, he walked, he walked. And then on on the mon- on the Monday, it's like we've added more people. So that doesn't make sense. Don't you mean X? It's not Twitter anymore. Oh, God. Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> God. Yeah, Elon what, decided what, to be What a way idiot. to kill brand identity, eh? Like, yep. you, we literally call their posts on their tweets. That's a legitimate yeah. thing that everybody says, and you're just getting rid of it. Yeah, just, no. No, I'm sure it'll happen. I'm sure uh, it's just a weird one. Because it's like, how? Do you, what if you even Google it? People that. have been Googling it and it's not been coming up what they want. Yeah, especially if you want to search for a video on the platform. Oh, dear. Oh, can you imagine going into a presentation? And I'm going to show you this video on X and then it's like, no, yeah, I'm don't, not, the no video. not that one. Not that one. <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, um, Sheffield Wednesday have signed a player this week, so we do have something. There's quite a bit to talk about, to be fair, in this yeah. episode. So shall we, do, we will, uh... shall we do housekeeping first? Yes, there are memberships available below. Talking Wednesday extras, yes, um, they're a little bit backlog- backlogged at the minute. The whole promotion, the whole sackings, the whole saga that has unfolded. By the end of August, we will have caught up with the backlog, even if I have to work the team like slaves, basically. <laughs> if we have to just like chain yeah. ourselves to the pc and not leave we will Until we got it done <laughs> we will get it sorted yes um because we already do have one i'm currently editing um it's just been one of them things nobody said anything by the way either so thank you for that but it's uh i, I it is on my mind that we yep. need to sort that out but yes the 
Discord is also available. I don't know where to find currently the FPL code. I will share it all. Currently, I've got the thing where it says the league is regenerating from last year. So as soon as it regenerates and I can have the code again because it disappeared, I will give you the code if you want to join that. And you can leave us nice reviews on audio services. Please do that, Podchaser. All the likes. Um, So, Sheffield Wednesday have played some preseason matches in Spain. Do you want to talk us through these, Jake? Um, well, because you the watched first them. One, yeah, the first one. I was, didn't. I'm not going to lie. So it's all on you. <laughs> the first one was a nil-nil draw, and considering the temperatures, and they had a double session beforehand. They had a session Monday and then a session on the Tuesday. I don't mind a nil-nil draw. It kind of it's all about minutes. I've always said Wednesday when we have a rubbish preseason, we normally have a very good season. When we have a good preseason, it's a naff season. So mm. at this moment in time, I wouldn't take any of the preseason games apart from it being minutes in the legs and learning what we may see something. We've seen the likes of, say, Adatorium. We've seen the likes of Charles look good. We've seen the youth look very good indeed. And I think at the time of last week when these were happening, we were like, right, we really do need some players, but we do have some youth players who could step up if need be. Now, you go on to that Friday game, we got absolutely battered. <laughs> it was horrible. It was just a, a lovely wonder goal to start off with, and it just didn't get any better. And again, people have gone, well, the heat is the same for them. It's a Spanish club that are used to playing in hot weather. You put the likes of Barry Bannon and co in that position, who's already said at the playoffs, his leg turned to jelly if the temperature goes at, above a certain temperature. I think a lot of it was just about trying to sort it out. The only thing about the game at the end on Friday was the worrying comments that Sisko turned around and said, we're not ready. We're not ready at all. That was the one thing I was potentially going to make a video on because a manager saying that is quite concerning. And it was worrying because him saying we're not ready. But again, if you actually think about it, he's only been in the job three weeks. So... You're not going to get much from three weeks. I don't think he's wrong, though. He's not wrong. No, (laughs) no, he's not. I'll be honest, mate. There's there's my optimism for the season and the fact that, you know, we might just manage it. And also, it's starting to come into a thing of, what are we doing? I've got just survived this season at the minute. The the thing is, I don't know if we're strong enough to do that. I, I I won't put a prediction until we finish the transfer market because this transfer market could change it all. But with what we're not bringing in, it doesn't fill you with much yet. But that could change in like a couple of weeks' time. We're not... You know, the thing, what I will say, we talk about pre-season being about minutes and systems and stuff like that uh, and fitness. The one thing I will say is, the one thing I am seeing is that we are not scoring goals still. No. no. And this is an issue that's been an issue for a while. We're making the chances, we just can't finish them. The final third has been an issue with this squad probably since Gary Monk. 
even though we scored loads of goals last season, it didn't feel like it. But yeah. <laughs> now, but you know what I mean? But, yeah, but think about how many chances we would take, yet we've only scored one. Yeah. That's the thing. If we if you're making 15 chances, you want at least four goals. It's clinical nature. We've got to get better at yeah. it. It's yeah. It's just it's gonna it's gonna be especially if we are playing more of an expansive system. Uh, sorry, um, an attacking system. Yeah. We we need to actually benefit from that because our defense is going to be left a little bit asking, and, you know, asking yeah. for trouble. So it's preseason and it's still preseason. I will say yeah. actually, the next time you will see me probably in a live context or a Wednesday context specifically will be the live stream for Southampton because if yeah. you two are doing the podcast next week before I jump on the podcast the following week, there will be that match, won't they? Looking at dates, that should be how it yeah, works out. Yeah, yeah, that's the week. That's the week of the game in it. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. So, yeah, there will be. Keep an eye on. Um, we haven't quite worked out how we're going to do it. If we're going to do uh, Jake doing some build up or some debrief, he'll be definitely doing a debrief the day after. Usually, that's yeah. how it works, sort of thing. Um, but keep an eye out for schedules on this. I will be doing a watch along there um, because it's something that. We, we've said for a while we want to get back to doing that sort of thing mm. um and i and i was just i didn't have enough time last season but this season i think we're gonna we'll, we'll go for it a little bit there so southampton um hopefully that hopefully i'm not watching it like this going oh no we're going down <laughs> again though if, if, if we do what does when we do what remember if first game of season a lot could change I think I think the thing is, for the people who are like going, we're not doing anything. There's no. Sign. I think the players coming in, but I'm, I'm at the theory there's a completely new bloody list, and we're working on a brand new list. And then you got to think that list that Darren Moore gave with two, three months worth of work, and yeah. now you've got a new manager with a new list with a new way of playing, and I think. That's what's going to take the build-up. Don't be surprised if you see a lot of players come in who have worked with him before just for the time being, just to get it all sorted. I yeah, think that makes sense. I won't be surprised at you all. You need it. Um, it's also, it's, we were talking about Andy Dallas on the last podcast. He's just gone to Barnsley. Uh, yeah, Danny, yeah. So <laughs> I think that's probably a better level for him to yeah. because we were talking about like it's quite a jump to the championship. It's still quite a jump to League One, so but it's probably better than putting the pressure on him here. Um, yeah. But again, it's sort of like, how strong was the interest in him from our end then? Is it yeah. one of those situations where... We do seem to be getting our targets, but it's... Uh, I, it's I do fun. feel like the players that we're bringing in are, do fit more to our manager, actually. Yeah. So... I say players bringing in we've brought one player but the players the names that are coming around now they're all from sort of like the similar systems and similar yeah. you know uh, when was the last time we were linked with Spanish players and now we're linked with like three you know, Brazilian player yeah well, exactly if you, if you remember if you remember with Carlos it's all like Portuguese players now it's all Spanish players. it makes sense and mm. the thing is I still think we're going to be quite busy this week but also, remember that they've been busy. I reckon if we get three players in, it's a better start than last week. We've we, we already got one in. If we can get another three in, fantastic. We know we need another probably two or three. After I that. reckon we're signing someone today. 
the yeah, day of this recording like. this podcast. I bet this podcast is possibly late and it'll be a story we're talking about later on. Um, yeah. But yeah. Okay, cool. Let's go into the news. So we're going to start with a couple of sad stories this week. We're going to, we're going to read through these. I'll let Jake add any comments on them. Um, but we we will try not because it's two sad things that have happened at a time. It's, we need to give them their time, yeah. but we also don't want to to, to go too much around it and make people feel really really mellow mellow uh, is mellow the word no mellow's not no. the word melancholy that's the one that's the one i was looking for uh we basically don't want to drag anyone down um no to those debts because two bad things happening at a time can be quite a shock and i can see that some people um especially have taken this news quite hard so this is from the wednesday website Sheffield Wednesday are deeply saddened by the passing of Trevor Francis. He died on Monday morning in Spain, age 69. Francis is an iconic figure at Hillsborough, having played for and managed the club. After a glittering career, taking in Birmingham City, Nottingham Forest, Manchester City, Sampdoria, Atlanta, Rangers and QPR, the gifted forward joined Wednesday for the final chapter of his playing days in 1990. To say Tricky Trev made an S6 impact would be an understatement. Time and again, he entered proceedings from the bench to almost single-handedly turn games on their head. Making 38 starts and 51 appearances as a substitute, he was a key figure in our promotion back to the top tier in 1990-91 and League Cup success of the same season. The departure of manager Ron Atkinson opened the door for Francis to take the reins in June 1991. During his first season in the hot seat, he led the Owls to a third-place finish in the old Division 1 and both domestic cup finals the following year, when Wednesday were twice agonisingly edged out by Arsenal. Francis left Hillsborough in May 1995, leaving an indelible mark on the club's history. Prior to Wednesday, of course, he was widely acclaimed as the finest footballer of his generation, becoming the first £1 million British player after leaving Birmingham for Forest. He helped the Reds to successive European Cup final triumphs in 1979 against Malmo, in which he scored the winning goal, and 1980 when Forrest beat Hamburg. On the international stage, Francis posted 52 caps for England. Our thoughts are with Trevor's family and friends at this incredibly difficult time. Yes, yeah, so all our thoughts, obviously, with his family and friends too yeah. here at Talking Wednesday. A sad one, this... Um, I'm going to give it to you, Jake, to speak a little bit more because I think it's more impactful for somebody who would have seen it. He understood the game, had a lot of time for people. And when he spoke about the game or spoke to you, you listened because he had so much knowledge and information. And even as he was getting older, people said his appetite for the game was just still there. And I think that credit to him as a human being. And I think... It's a very sad day, sad week, and it's it's hard it's hard when you have these kind of people you've watched growing up, and then suddenly they're not there anymore. It it's weird. It's a weird feeling. No, I completely um completely understand what you're saying there in terms of um, icons and losing icons. It's one of those. Mm. It's it's always an interesting one because you've got you've got those memories tied, haven't you? Um, yeah. And it's it affects such a wider community. So it is it is a massive loss to the fan base and other fan bases and of course his family and friends. And sadly, you did say there that we um, 
you were going to we were going to speak of another passing and this is also from the Wednesday website it's Chris Bart Williams so Sheffield Wednesday are deeply saddened by the passing of our former player Chris Bart Williams Bart Williams died in America aged just 49 the prodigiously talented midfielder joined the Owls in 1991 after bursting onto the scene as a teenager with Leighton Orient and went on to become an immensely popular performer in S6 Bartman made 156 appearances for Wednesday across four years at the club, providing a raft of standout moments, not least the Premier League hat-trick against Southampton in April 1993. The Sierra Leone product player played a major part in the Owls' success stories of the early 1990s, helping his side to a seventh-placed top tier finish in 1993 and both the League Cup and FA Cup finals of the same year. Bart Williams moved to Nottingham Forest in 1995 for two and a half million and provided a big hit and proved a big hit at the city ground, posting 230 appearances for the Reds. He went on to play for Charlton Athletic, Ipswich Town, Apoel FC in Cyprus and Maltese outfit Marcelock before retiring in 2006. Bart Williams also represented England on the international stage under 19, under 21 and B-level. More recently, he applied his his trade in the USA as a coach and mentor. Running the CBW Soccer Elite, Bart Williams' untimely passing mirrors that of his manager at Hillsborough, Trevor Francis, who also died on this one of the darkest days in our long history. Our thoughts are with Chris and Trevor's families and friends at this devastating time. Um, again, I'll hand this one over to you, Jake. It didn't feel uh, right for me to, to comment on my pronunciation during this sort of thing, but obviously, yeah. I, we know I'm I'm not great with that. But read yeah. it was it was as it was, and again, our families with Chris uh, Bartman's fam, uh, thoughts with his family and friends. There, hand this one over to you, Jake. This one came completely out of the blue. Uh, friend of the channel, door. Doran Tor, I actually spoke to him about it because he was very, very close to Chris. Um, had, had him on his channel a couple of times and speaking to him, he was very much like... I first saw it from Dor, then did some digging, and then Dor actually did confirm that it had happened. And it's a very sad one, this, because he was doing such good work in America, getting young youngsters into football, wanting them to play football, He's making them not join like the football in their terms, in terms of the NFL, but doing the soccer academies. And the fact that he was doing so much good work over there shows how much passion he still had for the game kind of thing. And I think you get a lot of players who go to America to do academies and stuff like that because you can get some really good talents over there if they're taught properly. And Bart Williams must have been an absolute diamond to learn off because he had he had such a opening smile as soon as he opened his mouth or said something and smiled it lit up a room he was just such a nice bloke i met him twice and he was just so lovely and understanding and had a time for you and one of the times i met him he was in a rush i said oh hey hey chris how you doing saw the went shirt and he stood for 20 minutes and had a conversation with me and he was in a rush I was like, mate, you've been saying for the last like five minutes you need to go. You you can go, you know. 
your time. It's like he had. So he you were that person time. that he just felt like he couldn't be rude to, even though you probably yeah. needed to shut up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Best and people. he would just. It was just absolutely lovely. And I think this one just, we were already feeling really flat and deflated last night because of Trevor. And then this trickling around nine o'clock and people going, oh, it's not. And the fact that it's manager and player of well, of that, that team, you like you read what Mark Bright wrote and it's like, you've got somebody who's there just lost Trevor Francis, who we played, who was his manager and then teammate. And that that generation of players right now must feel awful because to lose two people who you know really well on one day can't yeah. be easy. So if I'll put it out there to everyone, don't mourn this one on your own. Reach out to people if you're struggling because, yes, for some people it's just footballers, but for us there are icons are our legends and people we've watched who brought us much joy so if you're struggling to deal with the passing of both reach out to someone and don't try and do it on your own no that's that's well said because everyone has different levels of connections with different things and things mean different things to different people so um well said jake there i don't really have anything of value to add so i all i will say is i will just reaffirm our thoughts both um with trevor and chris's families all of our, all of us from Talking Wednesday there. Right. Let's move on to... We're still in the news. Yep. But more positive news. Sheffield Wednesday have signed Juan Delgado. Chilean international Juan Delgado has joined Wednesday from Portuguese side Pacos de Ferreira. The South American is reunited with Owls manager Cisco Chisco. Is it Chisco? It's Chisco, isn't it? I should get it's this. Chisco. It's three podcasts of it in of saying yeah. it now. I'm After so glad four... you're reading this article. Cause I'm just looking at all these pronunciations. Going, I would be screwed. <laughs> Strapping. After two for after the two forged ties, at Spanish club Gymnastic de Tarragona Chisco managed Gymnastic when. Delgado was on the books in 2016. Primarily a right back, Delgado can also operate further up the field in a wing back role. The 30 year old began his career with Chilean giants Colo Colo, whom he helped to the 2014 league title, before going on to represent gymnastic CD Tondela in Portugal on loan. Mexican side, Next Casa, Next Casa, and Pacas de Ferreira. He broke into the Chile international setup during the early part of his career at under-20 level and has since earned 13 caps for the senior team. After making his debut against Mexico in 2014, Delgado notched his first first international goal facing Haiti three days later. He featured in all three of Chile's friendlies encounters this summer against Cuba, Dominican Republic and Bolivia. With over 300 domestic appearances to his name, Delgado brings significant experience to Chisco's back line ahead of our upcoming championship campaign. Welcome to Wednesday, Juan. I think it's going to be a theme this season, Jake, of testing. We've never had this on this podcast before. Testing yeah. us out <laughs> yeah. with all the pronunciations. But there we go. Um, what do you think to this one? I, I to- think... I actually think this is actually quite a clever signing. And... 
just because it's someone Cisco's worked with before. And because you've worked with him before, I think you're going to see a lot of these happen where it's someone who's worked with him before. It's easier to get them in the door because he knows who they are. It's already a person that he already can figure out and help Chancery do a deal with and sort yeah. out. Now, yes, a lot of people have already gone, oh, he's 30. We don't need any more 30-year-olds. At this moment in time, we're not in any position to turn our nose up at any player. <laughs> As of right now, we need to all the players we can get. And Jordan if he's going to come in, no, no. <laughs> and if he's going to come in and improve it, and already know how the gaffer plays and know what he's doing, all for it. I'd see, I'd seen the so-called. I'm doing it in air quotes. Clips on YouTube of him, and he looked quite tricky, and he looked like he can get a good cross into the box. YouTube clips and highlights don't mean the same thing as what happens. Now, someone did make a good point. What does this mean for Liam Palmer? Now, I think I Liam think he's Palmer's going in the midfield anyway. I and think, I, yeah, exactly. And I, I also think it's a case of we Jack Hunt left. Yep. We didn't have another right back. No. This player is a right back who can play all the way along that right wing, apparently, because weirdly we'll do his FIFA card as we always do. He's a right winger on FIFA, 69 rated yes. silver, 76 pace, 63 shooting, 64 passing, 72 dribbling, 60 defending, 66 physical. Now FIFA's obviously sometimes a little bit lazy with these sort of things, but if he plays that far up the pitch, if, if he is one of those attacking fullbacks, we might go for that a little bit more. Does yeah. Palmer start there? Does, does, um, Delgado start in the matches where Palmer's joining midfield and we've got a bit more defensive cover maybe. Who knows? Does he put because I don't want him to play as a centre back, but does Palmer play centre back in some situations where where we how, how we shaping this one up is is going to be the time. But we had one right back at the club. This makes sense. Yeah. We signed I mean, so far we signed a left back and a right back. Yes. I mean I know I offers technically he was a right back, wasn't he? But he's yeah. not anymore he doesn't play as a right back um but it's one of those things where it would be the ideal situation you bring in a younger player to nurture you know in mm. that right back position not two older players but Un- unless, we, unless we've already got that in the academy and we're already gonna have that yeah and a different debate in itself in it at the minute again yeah um but i think this is a this is a clever move because the thing is we're not moving fast enough now, players that know the manager and know how he wants to play are going to fit in. We know it's not going to be probably be an atmosphere problem. They're going to, it's going to, it's going to work with the core yeah. of the club. Um, it does seem that way. A lot of the players we're interested in are players that have got links with the manager himself. So it might be just that that case of him you having to use his connections at the minute, which does suggest a, a slightly worrying thing of, oh, we we really have been just blindsided by more going. We've not really got yeah. a plan. We're not spending much money in certain areas. We just need to make do this season. And this, I'm not saying this is a make do signing, but this is, it's a signing in a position we need. And at the minute we need players in there. Um, yeah. If you, if you say it looks a bit tricky, I've watched the video as well. We will, I'll take that. I'll take somebody who takes on a man. Cause Johnson on the other side as well, when he's played wing back, I don't think it's his best position, but Johnson now playing further up the field sort of, um, maybe this, this is an idea of maybe do play him a bit further up as well. He could play further up. He could play behind Palmer yeah. and he could overlap. And our, and our first Chilean we've ever signed. Is it? I think it is our first ever Chilean we signed. I see. 
It, but yeah. I, I think that I think the thing that excites me about it is one, it's a player in. I'm not gonna lie. When I saw so like we got a player, like, oh thank Christ, this is finally going somewhere. Things yeah. are happening. But at the same time, I'm not gonna Yes, at the start of the season I said twenty eight and under with the age group we needed. But right now, I don't think we're in a position where we can say, oh, he's at 30. We have to just get, deal with what we've got, see what happens. Yes. And if then, say, come in January, we need more, we can get boosted again. But we need them now. Yeah, we do. We need, we need, we need, we've got Southampton in less than two weeks. Yep. The season starts. We need players. Like, did you see? I know not everyone was now. in that, but that picture of them as as a squad in like, you know, in Spain. I was like, oh yeah. my god. Yeah. We need players. Don't get me wrong. We've got some quality, but what happens when a couple of them pick up knocks? Exactly. I think the only thing we've got, which is really handy this season, where we may not pick up a lot of knocks, is the international breaks. Hmm. This is just reminding me. Oh, is, is is do we know a fee of this or was he? A f- no, we don't. Um, he's all we know is he's a permanent now. No fee or no uh, how long he signed for has come out, and which is interesting. But we're not that kind of club that does how many years we give him players and stuff. No, so but usually we'll it says like undisclosed fee or something. Yeah, nothing has happened here, even though he has left and it's a permanent. So interesting. We'll see what ha- we'll see. We'll see if that, that develops and we'll update you if it does. But yes, a position we need. Keep them yes. coming, please. Wednesday. We have bolstered the cost- uh, the coaching staff there. We've added um, performance manager Miguel Gamila, who'd previously worked with Chisco uh, SD Huska in La Liga and he's joined the coaching staff. So more more of a backroom team coming around here. I, I like this. I like seeing a proper yep. coaching because um, there's, there's been a lot of stupid Twitter rumors about somebody basically saying, I wouldn't be surprised if Chisco walked and then everybody else going, oh yeah, well that's going to happen, isn't it? That's how social <laughs> yeah. media can be sometimes. That, right. that yes, happened I think on we Sunday could, and yeah. on Monday we added a, a, a performance manager to it. I'm like, yeah, like that... The thing is, he's already been here. He's already been doing the job. I think his issue was they were trying to get a visa sorted for him and the visa wasn't coming through quick enough, but it's now sorted. And the fact that he's now got his entire backroom set up. Like, I'll be honest with you, I've never heard of a performance manager before, but I'm guessing it's what it says it is. He's going to look at what the things are and how they do. You look at what he's got set up there. A lot of the backroom staff are very much on the uh, conditioning side. So it makes you wonder where you go. You look at what they were doing in Spain, those players look knackered. And in the back of my head, we were going, he doesn't know about this pitch. He doesn't know about middle road. He doesn't know about this. Careful. But unless they found a way of doing it different, it could be different managers have different ways of training them. It's also worth mentioning that the the players kept saying that it's different in the fact that the way they were training is they were doing... there's two sessions, but they're short sessions and yeah. that's different to how they've done it before. So they're like an hour session and it's intense, yeah. um, which kind of makes sense if you think about it, because if you think about the intensity in the games and things like that, you're keeping that level of intensity in training. So I think that's very much how whenever Chisco basically gets on the training field, I think he wants the players to all be in that headspace of 
match. This is how yeah. we respond. We we take training in that regard, and that's. But could it also be if it's intense for that hour? Does that mean in the end you have a longer recovery period as well, which could help with injuries as well? Hopefully, yeah. I'll take anything to stop us having as many injuries as we've been having recently. Cotton wool. But yeah. Um, let's talk about the academy. So this is from the Star. Quote, concern with Sheffield Wednesday attacker yet to sign Owl's deal. Wednesdayites have got to see a bit of the 18-year-old we're talking about just because the tagline didn't have the name in there. Um, is it Pooty? Yeah. Yep. Is that how you say it? Poof. I think I'm pronouncing that wrong. There's, 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 yeah, just ignore me on that. But basically, as the star says, his dynamic style and raw pace has been enough to get them excited about the teenager's future. He didn't travel with the Owls to Spain for their warm weather camp over the last week due to documentation issues. And there has still not been any word in his contractual situation, despite being offered a new deal uh, almost three months ago, according to the club. The attacker, who has also been with Wednesday's Academy since he was 13, was talked up by manager Chisco after his performance against Chesterfield earlier this month. However, it remains to be seen if he will sign a maiden professional deal with the club for the season ahead. He was offered the deal at the same time as Jay Glover, Mackenzie Maltby and Kian, uh, Kian Flannery, all who, of whom have had their new contracts since confirmed. It's now just a few weeks until the start of the new season, uh, the 2023-24 campaign, and there's been no word on the sprightly young winger. Wednesday have lost youngsters to other clubs in recent years with both Isaac Holland and Tony uh, Yogan joining Brentford B during Darren Moore's tenure and fans will be hoping they aren't about to see another academy talent move on having shown promise in their youth ranks. So, I I am slightly concerned if we keep losing players to to the likes of academies coming in and poaching them but it is it does say is the deal not... Is the deal... Are the deals okay for the players that don't think they could get into the other academies and they're not enticing enough for the players that do actually feel it? Are they not? Uh, is there something wrong with the deals? Yeah. Now, while we were in Spain, he went and had a trial at Brentford. Yes. On Friday. Now, a lot of people have gone, oh, so the doc- there wasn't a document issue. No, there was a visa issue. That's the reason why he couldn't get over. Because you've got to remember, he's not English. He's Zimbabwe away. Uh, Zimbabwean. I think that's so, how you Yeah. Right. Anyway, it, it was a it was a visa issue. Now the thing is, if he'd been put a contract in front of him a, three months ago and he still not signed it, well, you had the uh, wondering what league we were going to be in. You now know we're in the championship. Then you've had the whole situation with the Darren Moore situation. Because for all we know, Darren Moore might have turned around and said, I'm going to keep you in the academy and not play you. But it looks like if Sisko can sit him down and say, look, I'm going to play you off the bench instead of you going to academy football. It might be worth doing. Now, the thing here is it all depends on what's been offered to him, what what are people putting in front of him as well. And the thing is, people said, why have we, why we played him then if, if he hasn't signed a deal? We hadn't had a choice. He had to play. He had to play because we haven't got the players. This is the problem when a player comes in and he does well in pre-season, he's not signed that contract. You're going to get other clubs looking at him. And he has looked here's, here's Here's my argument with it, because, again, I think you've been very balanced and you've been very fair on the player, but here's the thing. He's had now time to see this manager. He's played him at Chesterfield, and since then, he's not, obviously, documentation, whatever it is, getting, he can't go to the, Spa, the, the Spain trip. But then you go and have a trial at Brentford. I would be saying, sign that contract or sod off. Yeah. It, it I'll, does, be, on, it I'll does be honest, say, Jay, I'm does, sick it, of it. It does say, where's your commitment? Yeah. 
Yeah. Sign that contract or sod off. Yeah. And he'll probably sod off. Yeah. Because people but, know that Brentford's academy is better. But the, uh, but in terms of... Yeah, but they how, don't have an academy many, system, they've got a reserve team is, system. No, they've got an academy now. I believe they've put in an academy B, again. Isn't it? No, I think No, I think they've put in a new academy in like start of the season. Right, okay. Um, let me just check. Uh, the thing, the thing is, if this does keep happening, we have to look into it a lot more. We have to look at how to improve on getting players in. I think there needs to be. People. I think the compensation system needs to be a lot bigger. Yeah, I, I, I think for these players that are coming through, there needs to be that. There needs to be, if a Premier League team are going to poach, there needs to be bigger fees because these nominal sort of up to 300k fees in the championship, that's not really going to cut it for me. I think if you're going to poach a player, I think there should be a compensation clause where you can agree to let a player go for 300k if you're not going to think he's going to make it. But if Mm. you're going to poach the player and the the club's against it, I say you do something like 700k. 700 800 because that's yeah. a little bit more of a income coming into these clubs if clubs that come down can have parachute payments and get all the tv money for going up if you're going to poach the academy talents it needs to you protect need to the clubs as well yeah. yeah yeah brentford football club has granted a license to open and operate an academy under the elite player program plan the club will initially open a academy for academy for the start of the 2022 23 season the academy will feed into the club's existing b team extending the development of young players so that's what they're doing right i just don't like it i don't like it's annoying that it keeps happening because it because it just it just goes into that vacuum of oh as soon as a player does well they're off (laughs) it shows you that our academy does actually work though for the people who say our academy doesn't work, this shows that it probably does work. No, I don't think it, I, I disagree. I disagree. It works in terms of its nurturing and developing, but it doesn't work in terms of its retention and developing into the squad, Jake. Yeah, so but, there we, is a yeah, part... but we ne- yeah, but when have we ever promoted youth? Like that's exactly what I'm saying. Of... That's how no, that, yeah, yeah, but that no, but that doesn't come from the academy side. That comes from the club side. When had the club promoted youth since Tommy Burr, Liam Palmer, Mark Beavers? We haven't mm. done it. The only person we've done it with recently is Fizz, and he buggered off to Turkey. Fizz wasn't there the one... academy. Well, yeah, but he come through. He come through the academy. He was signed for the academy because he came from Man City's academy into the academy under Gary Monk. Are you sure? Because Ga- I Gary do remember Monk. him getting in first team football as soon as he came. Pretty much. I don't think he. Get... Yeah, but he didn't get it straight away though, did he? He went no. straight back into the academy system. He wasn't first team all the time, and he'd been here since the Gary Monk days. I'm not it's sure on that one, Jake. I, 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 might, I might be wrong, but I am pretty sure when he was signed, it was with the view that he's going to be. No, he, he wasn't signed for the academy specifically. He was signed as a first teamer. He never got the first team under, though, Gary Monk. He went straight into the academy. Mm. But the the point still stands. We are still in this situation where we don't do well with the players. He played eight times in that championship appearance, uh, 2020, 2021. 
And then in League One, he did 24 and 33. But the thing is, if we're going to sign players from our to the pro contracts in academy positions, we need to start finding a pathway to getting them into the first team. I am sick to death of them going, oh, we've got this really lovely China youth player and he gets to 21, 22 and he's not kicked on and he buggers off. And then we find out a couple of seasons later, he's 25 and he's banging them in at a certain club and then we've missed out on him. If we're going to have anywhere, our academy should be the first place we look for in the transfer window, then the transfer market. If there's a player that's good enough. Well, I think that's what actually is happening at the minute. But the fact is, it's also... I've got to question the when, when they're given these options that I will say a lot of these players that break through, they go for the money because I mm. don't think they back their ability long term because they know the football game. I have not seen one player step up and think they can do it for mm. this club, you know. Because whenever they've been given the options, and yes, I'm looking at Shaw, um, <laughs> like the, you know, they they look they go where the money is, and they go where they think they can filter through different academy systems and and get loans to other clubs. Talking to Shaw, he's just gone to Wigan on loan first season from Celtic. I've not seen, I've not seen a player go. Do you know what? I can do it for this club, and yeah. I will. I, I'll make more money in another academy. There'd be better aspects, but I'll do it. Because I've not seen any of them take that risk. And I guess it's taking a risk with the career, but let's hope we can sort that one out or just at least have a resolution at some point because I'm sick of talking about this in terms of the academy. What's this going on with Luke? What's going on with this uh, Luke Dowling thing? Talk me through it. This is from Yorkshire Post. So basically, Luke Dowling looks like he's going to be coming in as our technical director. Uh, Apparently, he's agreed to come to the club. Nothing's been confirmed by the club yet. But basically, it's going to be the replacement for David Dowling, really, in that sense, in time of the recruitment. Now, if you speak to people who have uh, been at West, where he's been at West Brom, people have said, oh, we're glad to see the back of him. He's made some really stupid signings. And people have gone with that and gone, okay, he's the reason why they're a mess. No, West Brom are mess before the person with the signing. So before we start going down that narrative, that club is just a mess anyway. But uh, he worked at Watford, Blackburn Rover, Portsmouth. Uh, he was at Forest for a season and then went to West Brom again. And this is one of these things where I think this is the right kind of way we go because if he's a technical director, it means he's dealing with contracts, he's dealing with players, he's dealing with the youth academy. Something that we've just been talking about, we need someone to take a better grasp at instead of just having a head of recruitment for the first team. If this happens... Let's see what happened because it's another place where Chancer is letting some control go, which probably is a, probably a good thing to let someone else do more of this side of it on contract kind of thing. Because let's be honest, we have had issues with contracts in the past and we need to start improving it. So let's see what happened. But yeah, West Brom has said there's, there were issues, but at the same time, West Brom was a mess. If it is a clean slate at Wednesday, if he comes in, see what he can do. And hopefully, it'll help improve things behind the scenes. Yeah, it's um, in terms of control. You know, technical directors. There's there's a lot of different there's a lot of different terminology in football. Obviously, you've got your sporting directors. 
you've got your um you've got your, yeah so basically a technical director do we think it is in the sporting director or director of football role? Do we think that's just different terminology? Or do we think it's because sometimes they, they overlap? I'm, it would be, a, I'm not sure. If it is, it's a complete 180 by Chancery. Because he has said in fact he don't like him. But he's sick of coming and say, I've worked with this before. And I think I can do a better job with that. Maybe that's the case. Hmm. We do need someone because we have, haven't replaced David Downs yet. Because it's almost like a technical director is usually like a CEO figure, mm. which would be insane in terms of how far, how massively different that is from Chancery doing it all. And yeah. okay, we can talk about his history and talk about his West Brom career and things like that, but somebody coming in and actually running the club. Yeah. We'd have a C, we'd have a te- technical director in terms of, you know, if he's going to take more of a CEO role, C- CEO role, and then we've got the COO, you know, we've got we've yeah. actually got a team that could manage the club, and then Chancery just invests, or or, or he, I there's actually think probably at the minute, in place. I think it's probably the best foot forward for the club, to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, if it changing that structure. Um, and taking the pressure off. And I think it is probably beneficial for Chancery. And so he got to get the right one. He's got to make sure it fits. And he's, he's obviously, mm. he'd still have control over, over him, but he'd have to give up some of the chance, uh, the matter, you know, the, um, the decision-making sort of thing. He'd yeah. have to be a bit more trusting, but he'd also, he'd, t- he'd remove himself directly from the firing line. Yeah. Because somebody comes in and runs the club and then it's backed financially by the owner. Makes it I, makes it a little bit easier for him. Yeah. I think it's probably the best way to go. Um, yeah. We'll keep you updated on this one as it develops. Let us know what you think about a change in uh, structure at Wednesday. So this is from the 72, linking us um, with reports from Spain. Sorry, they don't give us specific reports from Spain. That's on... Oh, no. Uh, La Nueva España. We are linked with Paul Valentin. This is from the article. La Nueva, La Nueva España claims that Wednesday are interested in right-back Valentin, who currently plies his trade in Spain's second tier in with Sporting Gijon. His deal rule runs until the end of the 2023-24 campaign, so a fee would be required to secure his services. The 26-year-old mainly plays as a right-back or a right-wing-back, but he played as far forward as the right-wing last season. Valentin <laughs> featured 24 times for Gijon <laughs> across the, the, the all competitions, <laughs> managing to assist in the process. Now, we, we have potentially gone from one right-back to three if this happens in the space <laughs> yeah. of a few days. But again, it's that one that we we always do the FIFA card on here. He's a left back on FIFA, sixty-five rated silver, ninety-one ninety-one base, Jake. Thirty-nine shooting, fifty-six passing, sixty-five dribbling, fifty-seven defending, and sixty-six physical. That's all the virtual stuff. In terms of real life, though, if he is a fullback that can play across both sides, I'm going to look into that a little bit more. That could be useful. But another right back. What's what's your thoughts here? I. Again, it goes back to work work with Sicko before. Uh, it was the one where you look at it and you go, this makes a bit of sense again. 
again, we're being linked with a lot of Banif players. It's going to happen. This is the nature of the beef right now. If he's a player who's versatile, who can play on either side... He can't play on either side. FIFA have got it wrong again. I think he's been put there, but it's like, I'm looking at his general general maps and I've not seen him make too many left-back appearances, but carry on. Well, well, if if he can play right-back, then it means we've got more depth again. Does that mean we are actually looking at putting Liam Palmer in a central midfield role? It, mu- it, does, it does feel it a bit to. more like that, yeah. It got to because you don't, you wouldn't pick up two unless you're putting Palmer in that middle. And Baez's injuries, we obviously hope he has an injury-free season, but we're not, we can't rely on that. So no. Palmer is probably, you fill out the fullback positions and you, or obviously Palmer can play left back. There is that. Um, yeah. But it's also a case of, I don't see us signing midfielders at the minute or linked nope. with midfielders really so do we just think we, we've we got Bannon Bannon's going to be heavily reliant this season for us is that, is that what we're thinking um, do I we wonder then... if the midfield is going to get done halfway through August with a loan or something from the Prem when they've all figured out or we may have a yeah. busy last, last day in the transfer market I I'm not against the idea of a player like this coming in and Palmer Moving into the midfield, to be honest, because Valentin's the good age, 26. Yeah. He's not, he's going into that prime era and we're talking about players who we want for longevity. I think in terms of fees, he probably wouldn't be too much. I can't see him being, I can see him being a 500k if that, do you know what I mean? Like I can't see us spending too much, especially with the uh, Spanish second division sort of, there's not loads and loads of money that you could be expecting from the championship there. So, I think it could be a good move. I think it could be strategic. I think, again, it's that Spanish link again. And if it if it, if it works for us and he's going to work really well with a new manager, just get the players in that, yep. um, that are going to suit him in his system. I like the fact that he does play right back or right wing back as well because... That does make because if he has gone forward for the it's all these players are linked with those players that can play right wing, you know they yeah. can go up front and we are playing with wingers again and I'm quite I'm quite excited about that. But I'm, yeah, gonna, anything I'm, to, I'm gonna say I'm really excited about the prospect of actually using wingers again. Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be nice to see the change we make really. Um, mm. Because that's be that's been a big thing we've been missing. But let us know what you think about Valentin in the comments. It wouldn't be fitting of us to talk about the academy um, in in the concerning sense if we didn't mention that we have signed uh, Guay Seguera on a professional deal and also we have signed Reed. So Sam Reed, who we were talking about, that was one. We he's come from Brighouse Town, so he's joined our under twenty one. So we are making moves in that regard, Jake. So it would be yep. We it would be not balanced of us if we didn't mention that we are signing players there we just don't want our best our better prospects we want good prospects in and we don't want to lose our better prospects to other academies that was the point we were making exactly right this next story is from the examiner live i'm basically not going to read this article um i'm just going to take the fact we are linked with the player because a lot of the article literally says what we've already said in other stories so french winger deji gasama is another name that has cropped up. The newest 
name who plays for PSG. It is a French under-20 international. French outlet RMC claim that the Owls and Hull City are looking at the possibility of signing him. He spent Hull the last... have actually already turned around and said that they are not interested in it, so it looks like it could be us now, which is interesting. Okay, so young player, yep. winger, yep. 18 years old. PSG, a little bit of a weird link. What are your thoughts on this? If this did happen, I would like it because it's one of those players where at 18, you can then develop. If you're going to shove him in your first team, you develop him, you see what happens, and then maybe if he goes on to be good, it's a little bit like Dallas, but a risk again. But I think if you're going to do it, go for it. At least have a look at it, at least try it. If it pays off, it pays off. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We had a French winger back in the day called Yolan Folly, who was really good. And we took the and was really good player. But I think we've got this thing where I think these kind of deals are gonna be the names that crop up sometimes because either we're desperate and we're looking at everything, or this is a new style of play, the manager playing, and it's someone who he's heard about who said this could be a really good player in the future, and I think we could use him now and utilize it now. And if that's the case, that helps on the further you go if he goes on to be really good. We have to start looking at like players like this. They might not be great, but we have to start looking in that kind of sense because you do get the one decent player out of a dozen naff ones. You've got a decent player there, and if they go on to be good, we have to start being a football club and doing this strange thing called selling players and making profit. Well, he's he's not eighteen. He's nineteen. He's not really. He's not proven. He's he's he did get some appearances um, last season. So when he went mm. to Upen, he did he did make start making some appearances. So it's not like he's not trying to go out and get football. I do you think this would be a permanent or a loan? Because I I, I feel don't like this know. would be what a... I've heard. What I've heard is PSG wants him off the books. Right. I mean, it's a way to come into England, isn't it? Yeah. And why couldn't it be with Wednesday, you know? Um, coming through there, PSG have obviously had interest in him. He, in him. He, played at, he played in their B team. He made it into their first team. He's only made one appearance for their first team. But then he goes on loan, you know? He hasn't really had much of a shot there. No. Plays for the France under-20 setup. I think I think we, 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 we take gambles like this. We should. Yeah. Because... Also, somebody with a point to prove. Chip on the shoulder. It's one of them players that he could turn out to be absolutely garbage, Jake. Yeah. But one I'm willing to take a risk on. I'm going to kind of open this one up to everybody else. It's going to be a a sort of a short topic, but should Sheffield Wednesday be taking risks on players like Jeddy? Is it Jeddy? Jeddy? There's... Yeah, I can't I, pronounce things. Gasama should should Wednesday be taking risks on players like Gasama? So nineteen year olds, not much experience, but coming from clubs such as Paris Saint Germain, if Hull aren't going in for him, it might be worth a shout. He's not even got a FIFA card, Jake. We can't do our usual thing. Nope. He's got he's he's got he's in he's in the game though. He's sixty two rated. He'll have some potential, yeah. and he's he might be one of them players that develops into a forward. You know, he's a winger. He could play as a striker. He could. I don't know. I, I do want to see us taking a few more risks, so that would be my vote on this. Yeah. Maybe less of a risk for the manager, 
Sheffield Wednesday um, haven't been linked, but we'll link him like everyone else is linking him because yeah. I have I checked as follows. I checked uh, well. uh, when I just to just to double check that this was some so wasn't somebody bad. trying to wind it up. I can't believe this is how you genuinely have to cross reference things now, Jake. I know. <laughs> I can't believe the way we check to make sure if we sign a player that if the son's if the chairman's son is following him. Well, I'm actually quite good in the fact that I don't just watch his follows, but when this came across and somebody did this, I know some people try and like type the name and see somebody's been following mm. him for a while. But Ashley Fletcher has been followed by him this morning after um uh, and it's one of his recent follows, so that's why yeah. it's sort of like this makes sense because he's played for Chisco. Yes. And we need a striker. So yeah. he's a 27-year-old striker who was who was basically out of favour at Watford. He was loaned to Wigan last season. Two goals in 26 appearances, not very pro- prolific, but he was loaned to New York Red Bulls the season before that. So Watford don't want him. We have been linked with Ashley Fletcher in the path as well. A long time ago, a long, long time ago, uh, yeah. when he was at Middlesbrough, we were linked with him, and it was one of one back then. I was like, maybe we do it. If it's again, if it's another player that Cisco worked with before, and Cisco Ball works with him, and yes, he hasn't scored a lot of goals, but we don't have a very big, powerful forward, really, in our in our team which he could definitely be and help. It all depends on how he plays him kind of thing. If we're going with this one up top, is he going to be behind the striker? We did, We need strikers. That, that's the be all and end all. We do need strikers. And if this is, again, someone he's worked with before and we're having to go down this route, I say, see what happens. Because like I said, Watford don't want him. They want him off the books. And let's see if something happened. But the fact that he got followed this morning, I reckon this one could get announced either today or tomorrow. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'd like. I like. I. I wouldn't mind see this because I don't want it to be a long deal. That's. It's one of them risks where it could just be a player who just comes and ends up picking up a wage. Yeah. Because Watford have always been pushing to get out of the league, right? You know, they've always been that team. So they didn't see him as that. He didn't pull up any... a lot of players as well. He didn't pull up any trees at Wigan. Don't get me wrong. But he's he's not a bad age and we need forwards. And again, I feel like I'm repeating myself so much today, but he's worked with the manager. Hasn't he? He has, yes. Yeah, he has. Yes. Yeah. He worked with him when they were in uh, the Premier League. So it wouldn't have been long, but he have worked with him. We need forwards, Jake. We need younger forwards. Yeah. He's 27. He, 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 he could be somebody who just finds that, that it works. You know? He could yeah. end up... He could end up... We talk about the consistency of our finishing, right? And our clinical nature is not there. What if he all of a sudden clicks into place and all the he, he is the missing piece of all these crosses that come in and the way it yeah. works around and he is somebody that we can develop? When I look at players that... Are worth taking a punt on if we can get him if it's a loan as well jake if watford aren't because he's, he's still in contract i would i potentially wouldn't say we go in for a fee for him but maybe a loan to buy or if he's, it's the last year of his deal or something we're going for a loan for fletcher this could be a good bit of business in my opinion mm. it would be very smart if we could get pull it off and just have him in for a season just to see what happened because 
you never know, under Sick off of Lito something he liked with him, or you wouldn't have wanted him at Watford. Mm. Yeah, it's um It's a it's a position we need to fill. Let's look at his FIFA card. 69 rated silver. There we go. Better FIFA player for you for you uh, guys who are obsessed with that. Like me. 73 pace, 68 shooting, 45 passing, 66 dribbling, 29 defending, 69 physical. Great career mode player there. Um, so mm. on that basis, yes, let's do that. Let's sign Ashley <laughs> Fletcher. Let us know what you think about him in the comments. Right, I'm going to add one in, Jake, because I've just, uh, I, as I always do, I do keep an eye on the news as it's going. And um, Football League World are linking us. I'm going to throw this one out with you. We are apparently linked uh, in being interested in joining the race for Tom Cannon. Yes. So yes. basically Sunderland, Preston. It was and, Preston last season. Yes. Uh, we were linked with him in, in January. Right. So basically this is what I know. We were linked with him in January and the reason he didn't come is because championship club Preston came knocking and they got him. He, I think he got eight goals in like 20 appearances, right? Yeah, 21. 21. Really yeah. good conversion rate, that considering he was only in there from uh, January. Now, I think if we can get a deal for him, this would be a really good loan. Bear in mind, they have just signed Preston on a permanent, uh, Leighton Stewart from Liverpool on a permanent deal. So they've already got players in. If we can actually get a good deal and a loan for him, I think, say, you go, yep, yeah, let's go for it. Now, the caveat is he was seen at uh, Preston North End's game versus Aberdeen at the weekend, but that doesn't mean that a deal's done and dusted. It means I, that he's been there I, to I think he's going to Preston. I do. Out of all the choices, right? Blackburn are in for him as well. I think we're third, which is annoying. Yeah. Because... In this position, you go to Sunderland or you probably go to Preston. But I think we should be incentivizing for a loan move. We should be going hell for leather for this one because we talk yeah. about players that need to finish their dinner. I think he Tom, can. yeah, he needs. We we need a player like that. That player, yeah. that player could be the difference between us having a decent season. And I, if we signed a player like that on a loan, I would breathe. Yeah, I think I, I, at the minute I'm holding my breath and I'm nervous, but I think I would breathe a little bit better and relax a little bit better if we signed a player like that. Because you know, I'm looking at his his estimated market value. Is is like estimated to be a five million pound player at twenty. You know, he's yeah. got a future ahead of him, and I think. I look at Everton and I want to send him to Sunderland or Wednesday for the for the for the. Um, the fa the fan expectation behind and the size of the the stadium and when it's I think we've got the good sort of story on our side from last season you know mm, which will yeah. which will play well in in short term memory sort of thing so I just want to capitalize on that if we've got any of that left but yeah as you said twenty appearances in the championship eight goals last season it's a cracking return. Yeah, in the Premier in Premier League two, which is obviously his uh, youth system at Everton, he eleven appearances, seven goals last season. He scored five in the EFL Trophy as well, so he scored twenty goals last season overall, and nine of them uh, and eight of them were in the Championship. So mm. it makes sense 
Tom Cannon should be our top priority, but I do feel like if he's got some affinity with those Preston fans, Preston are a well-run club as well, and they've been very solid and yeah. consistent recently. I, I can't see why he probably wouldn't um, go there. And then obviously Sunderland have, have done well, really well last season. Um, so it's going to be rough for Wednesday. Watching good to Blackburn, oh, as I've said, but... <laughs> I would be going hell for leather for him, but I I can't see him being a Sheffield Wednesday player. But Strange Tom Cannon, happened. I, it doesn't usually happen to Wednesday in that way, though, does it? It's um, no, it doesn't. But sometimes the player want to go to said club, and sometimes the club say, right, yeah, you did well there last season, but let's look put you in a different scenario. Can you do it in this kind of? scenario it all depends on what Everton want him to do they might just turn around and say yeah you had fun there last season off you go see you improve and come back to us and yeah. he's obviously done that the thing is again it's an naughty thing that we were in for him in January so we've already done all the legwork the fact that he did so well is annoying considering we were in for him in January yeah he's such a young player as well he's only got he doesn't even have a FIFA card. We can't even do that bit. He's 62, re- 62 rated um, with a potential of 76 in the career last season. So I reckon he'll be getting a, a pretty decent card after his loan spell at Preston. But yeah, try and sign him Wednesday. I'm not holding my breath for that one. Let yep. us know what you think about Cannon in the comments, if it could happen. But yes, Jake, that's been a long one today. Uh, lots of transfer Very. stories to talk about. Not too much depth because it's a lot of surface links. There's not really been much meat on the bones, you know what I mean? So it's yeah. uh, hopefully we'll have a little bit more to... Because I feel like some of the topics, it's sort of like, well, we can talk about the, the possibility of them and where we think they fit. But usually I feel it, like with transfer stories, there's more meat to bite into. Do you know what I mean? It's all very heavily speculated at the minute. But again, if you actually look at what happened with Darren Moore, look what happened with Sisko, we're actually keeping things a lot tighter in yeah. terms of what coming out the club which is something we're kind of not used to uh like it was only a night the night before when everything broke with del 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 galgo that butchered that uh <laughs> but it only broke the night before and then the next day it was all done you'll start calling him el gato in a minute there's <laughs> <laughs> one there we go there's one um Juan. but Juan. But the thing is, we are keeping things very close to our chest at the minute as a club. And I think we may see more of this. But if we can, by next week, we need at least another three players in the door. Yeah. That's a tall order. We'll see if it happens. But yes, that is all I've got for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Um, Have I asked you if you got anything to add? Was that that bit? Because my brain's going that can, now. That can, that can be it because your brain's shutting down. <laughs> my brain is shutting down, yes. Um, I don't know why. I'm rested. Interesting. But yeah, that's that's it for this week's episode of Talking Wednesday. Take care of yourselves um, and we will see you in the next episode of Talking Wednesday. See ya. See ya.